dive into the word. The Lord has just placed a, a, an interesting word in my heart, in my spirit for all of you. And how many of you have seen Endgame? I know it's like, oh, you mean only only these three few people cannot be, you know, plus the audio. Let us see Endgame before. How many have watched the show Endgame? Right. Okay. The rest of you, are you planning to watch or not interested? Not interested, right? Don't so, can I, can I talk about it? Oh. It's been two weeks for crying out loud! Anyway, no, no, no worries, no worries. That was very nice. I was very nice, okay? Anyway, the show, it was one of those shows, right? At the end of the movie, because we watched it as a young adult zone, right? Some of us went together in, uh, on Friday night and we watched it together. It was one of those shows. At the end of the show, I felt like jumping out and giving an altar call. <laughs> because, right, the show left you, right, in such a reflective mode. It's such a, it's a show about life, about death, about purpose. <laughs> Why not laugh? I didn't do anything. I didn't. No spoiler, right? It's, 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 it's just, uh, yeah, no spoilers, okay? It's about life, about death, about, about purpose. And, and hence, today the title of my message is In Pursuit of Purpose. Okay? In Pursuit of Purpose. Now, for those of you who are going to watch Endgame, you need to be able, you need to have watched Infinity Wars. Okay, the show before that. Okay, the show before that was about how uh, Thanos, which is the evil guy, okay, had eliminated 50% of the world's population. He thought he was doing everybody a favor because there's so much evil, there's so much crime, so much everything. So he thought if he eliminated half the population of the world and the world can restart, re-jump, like there's a jump start to all of life again, you know, so just 50% of evil will be gone in that sense. So, but, you know, in, in, as a result of that elimination, as a result of all that has happened, the group of Avengers, which are the superheroes, right, they felt that they had lost the war. They felt that they had lost the war. They felt that, that there's no way that this thing can turn around or anything. So they were really, really despondent, they were hopeless, and they didn't know how to carry on. So, as you watch the show, okay, <laughs> those of you who have not watched the show, as you watch the show, you will begin to understand that they are, they end in life as well, in general, do you know that when you lose purpose, you lose hope? That's a sermon all on its own, another time. But really, when you lose purpose, you lose hope. That's the power of hope, right? So, the title of our message today is In Pursuit of Purpose. And I want you to know that every single one of us has got a purpose in our lives, amen? Amen. There is a purpose that you were born. There is a purpose that God made you. There is a purpose you are where you are today. How many of you can say amen to that? Amen. amen. There is a purpose. No matter how old or how young you are, you have a purpose. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say you have a purpose. Okay, you have a purpose. Kenneth, you have a purpose. <laughs> Every single one of us has a purpose. God brought you here for such a time as this, this hour, this moment, whatever you're going through, there is a purpose. I want to give us a few characteristics of a purpose pursuer. Okay, people in pursuit of purpose, a purpose pursuer. Alright, I'm sure and I want I speak to your spirit, you are a purpose pursuer. You're not going about hopeless. You're not going about having no direction in your life. You're not going about having no dreams, no vision, no, no hope for the future. The Lord says to you, you have a hope and a future. He gives to you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Amen? And I believe with all my heart, every single one of us, we have purpose in our hearts and our spirit. I want to give you some characteristics of a purpose pursuer. First and foremost, a purpose pursuer Understand, purpose pursuers understand the realities of requirements. 
Purpose pursuers understand the reality of requirements. Luke chapter 12 says this. I have the verse. Luke chapter 12 verse 48 says, Everyone to whom much was given of, of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Isn't this like what Peter Parker's uncle told him? But I mean, with, 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 more, with greater power comes greater responsibilities. Right? It's exactly what it is. Purpose pursuers, you must understand. If you have a purpose that you are pursuing, you must understand that there are requirements attached to your purpose. Nothing is handed to us. There's no free gift. There's no free ride. You've got to work hard. You've got to have fulfilled requirements. There are prerequisites before those purposes come to pass. Because everyone to whom much is given, much will be required from him. In this generation where people feel entitled, in this generation where people feel that, you know, I ought to have it. You and I need to remember, you set a standard that is higher. You know that you know in your heart and in your spirit that if there's a purpose in your heart that God has placed in your life, there will be requirements. I want to say, there was a very interesting verse in uh, Psalm 118 verse 24. Psalm 118 verse 24 is a very familiar verse. We sang, we've been singing it, whether you are old or young, we've sung this, this particular verse over and over just in different tunes. How many of you remember the song? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made the Lord. We will rejoice, we will and be glad in it. Because today, in the version we sing it, today is the day you have made. I will rejoice in it. Same thing. Same, same verse, same thing. Now, Psalm 118 verse 24, I want you to catch this. This is the day. The word day is not just a 24-hour time. The literal translation, if you look at it, the word day actually means season. It actually means required season. And I believe with all my heart that God has placed it's going to play something in your heart, in your life, for a required season. Can you imagine? This is today. It's the season. This is, this is the season the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the required season. It's not just one day that we come to church. Yes, 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 you know, on Sunday, today, today, the Lord. It is a season. That God is thrusting you forth into a season of purpose, of greatness, of something that is going to burst forth in your spirit. It's May now. What were some things that the Lord has spoken to you in January on the 31st of December in 2018? There is a purpose that needs to burst forth. Don't forget that purpose. Don't forget what God has deposited in your heart and in your spirit. Because this is the day. Today is the day. Today is the season. This is the season. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do in this required season to accomplish the purposes of God in your life? What are you going to do to accomplish whatever purposes of God in your life? The word required the word required means to seek, to pursue, to crave. Some of us, perhaps seated here, you may be unsettled. You may be, you're just like, there is this unsettling feeling in your heart, in your spirit. There is something more, but you just can't put your finger on it. You don't know what's going on. The word require actually means to seek, to crave for it, to crave. The pursuit, listen here, pursuit is the price of purpose. Pursuit is the price of purpose. You need to raise the level of your pursuit for something that's greater. And you need to inspect what you are expecting. Inspect what you are expecting. Some weeks ago, we prayed for couples who were expecting, remember? We prayed for couples who were expecting, we prayed for miracles of them. And then I also released, I said that, that God has placed something in each of them which 
some of your spirit that God has impregnated you with an idea, impregnated you with a vision, impregnated you with something in your heart and in your... All of us are pregnant with something. Yes, men, you are pregnant. Okay, there must be a hope for something. There must be a pursuit for something more, correct? Right? Cannot be like, you know, you're pursuing her, you're pursuing to get married to her, correct? There must be something. All of us are pregnant with something. Now, I want you to hear this. It's not about the pregnancy. It's about who is your baby's daddy? Who is your baby's daddy? Whose vision are you pregnant with? Is it of God? Or is it something that has been deposited? Do you have fear, negativity, and doubt in your heart that has been deposited by, by Satan? What are you pregnant with? Because whatever you're pregnant with, if it's of God, it will be exceedingly abundantly far above what you can think, ask, or imagine. Amen? Because that thing that is in your heart and in your spirit, God has placed in you, will be far greater. That will make an impact in your life and in the lives of those around you. Who's your baby's daddy? What are you pregnant with? What is the purpose that's in your heart and in your spirit? Don't expect a microwave solution. Just add water and set. That purpose will come to pass. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way because God needs you to go through that process of understanding all that you need to do before that your purpose comes to pass. It will not be an instant solution. Why is it that those get rich fast programs don't, don't last? A lot of them are scams. They're all scams, not a lot of them. They're all scams. need to understand the realities that there are requirements for the purposes of God to be fulfilled in your life. You want to be successful, you want to break through in your situation, you want to worship. You want to be uh, somebody who is, who is great, who is, uh, you know, you pass your exams for the study. There are requirements for the purposes of God. We're blessed, we're blessed. Me, my knee, you know, God, you know, I'm a child of God, I should have all the good things. The purposes of God have requirements to it. The Lord will bring you through that season Amen? Okay. Second thing, second characteristic of a purpose pursuer. Purpose pursuer understands the dependence. Lord. Purpose pursuers understand the dependence of the Lord. I like this verse in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Yeah. You see, do you remember the verse in the beginning? We talked about this, you know, that Isaiah, when he was called, and then the Lord asked him, Who shall I send? And Isaiah goes, Here I am, Lord, send me. Send me to do what? So you see, he was sent to speak as a prophet to the Israelites who were taken captive by the Assyrian army. Okay, so this Assyrian army was, uh, was, was oppressing them. So in Isaiah chapter 10, talks about how, how Isaiah was prophesying that how the Lord was going to deal with the Assyrians and how the remnant in Israel will, will return. Alright, so this verse was part of the verse that was being prophesied. It says here, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, I, I found that very interesting because in other versions, when you read in other, in other versions, this is from the NKJV, NKJV. If you read in other versions, it says this, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the fat. That was like, huh? How come, you know, you know, because of the fat, you know, now everybody's on the keto diet, right? 
maybe because of the bed, you know, then, then they will be destroyed. So I was trying to figure out what in the world was this, how can the yoke be destroyed because of the fact? So I, I went to study a little bit deeper and I understood, and if you read this deeper, it actually says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now the word because, because actually means in face of. In face of. The yoke, the challenges, the whatever that you go through will be destroyed in face of the anointing oil. Now, if you want to be a, a purpose pursuer, you can't do this alone. You need the anointing of God in your life. You need the anointing of God in your life. Without God's anointing in your life, you'll be a mess. No wonder Jesus was so specific to his disciples just before he left, right? Before he ascended to heaven, after his resurrection, before he ascended back to heaven, he said, he told them to go to Jerusalem, wait in Jerusalem, so that the Holy Spirit had come upon you. Not so that, you know what? They don't start this ministry without the anointing. They don't start their journey without the anointing. You don't go through life, you don't go through your business, you don't go through your career, you don't go through your studies without the anointing of God. Why do you need the anointing of God? Because I want supernatural. I want to be supernatural. I don't want my results to be a natural result. Because if I can do it, it's a very natural thing because I'm clever. But you know what? When the anointing of God is upon you to do whatever God has placed in your heart and in your life, the results will be supernatural. It will be a supernatural result that will come forth in your life and in your spirit. It won't be something that is natural that people will, will oh, yeah, I know this. Because, because you're never clever, you know, so you know, that's why you can achieve it. It will be those that you step back and say, oh, wow, where did that come from? I never knew I, I knew those words or so. Have you had those moments where you, 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 you talk or you are sharing or you have to do a presentation or you, you do something and, and you realize it? Oh, boy. You step back and you're like, no way in the natural Chumikwan would have done that. Chumikwan is my name, huh? the way it's Hello, who in the world is Chumikwan? <laughs> no way in my natural, the Jason Lim would have done this. No way Kenneth Cole in his natural would have been able to preach in Bahasa and Sarawak. Come on, let's give God the glory. assignment and your purpose is too much for you. You may think, some of you may be thinking and maybe facing that your assignment or your purpose is too much for you, but in the face of your anointing, that burden will be lifted. In the face of the, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing well. In the face of your anointing, your burden will be lifted. The assignment given you to you is too much for you. 
but it is never too much for your anointing. Amen? Hello? Are you speaking? Yeah? Amen? The assignment given to you may be too much for you, but it's never too much for your anointing. It is never too much for your anointing. Your purpose is great. That's why you need a great anointing. If your purpose is not so great, right? I need so much anointing as well. Before he give you so much that you only want to do this much. But if you know in your heart where God has placed you, you have a greater purpose in your company, you have a greater purpose in your family, greater purpose in your family. Then you be desperate on your knees and say, God, anoint me. Anoint me with your oil. Let me be overflowing so that my business will thrive, so that God, you will lead me and give me wisdom to do whatever that I need to do that you have placed me in this season, in this required season. Most times, your purpose has a problem attached to it. You also don't like to hear this. Most times, your purpose has a problem attached to it. But you know what? Part of your purpose is the problem. Part of your purpose is the problem. And why has God placed you there? Because you are the solution. You are the solution provider. Not someone else. Don't blame anyone else. You are there for such a time as this. Stop saying that, you know, somebody else should have done something else. You are the solution. God has placed you there to be a solution because the anointing of God is able to break every yoke. The anointing of God is, help, is able to help you overcome every challenge, every trial, every problem that your company is facing, every problem that the family is going through. God has placed you there. And the anointing is greater the anointing is greater than the problem. Your problem is not afraid of you. The problem is not afraid of you. Your problem is not afraid of your talent. Your problem is not afraid of your skills. Your problem is not afraid of how, how handsome or how beautiful you are. Your problem is not afraid of you in that way. But let me tell you this. Your problem is terrifying. The anointing of God in you. Because that's the only thing that is able to speak to destroy every yoke, to destroy everything that comes against you and the purposes of God in your life. So you need the anointing of God. Your problem, I'm here to tell you that it's time for us to remind us, it's time for us to introduce our problems to our anointing. Hi problem, this is my anointing. Get out in Jesus' name. Come on. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Not because you are clever, not because you are good, but by the Spirit of God. Introduce your problems to your anointing and let not your problem hinder your purpose. We'll all go through different seasons in our lives and at every point in fulfilling your purpose, you need to oh, you need a steady stream of God's anointing and supernatural power to flow through you. We all go through different seasons, correct? Different seasons in our lives that require God to really help us through. Be it as a young person, be it in your workplace, be it as a, in a family, whatever it is, every season you will have you will have issues, and in every season we need a steady flow, a steady stream of God's anointing in our lives. You can't say now she's big ready if your problems are less, because there are different sets of issues. In your life, there are different sets of issues, and that's why every season in our lives we need a steady stream of God's anointing in our lives. Now, I want—I wonder if you will ask yourself, why? Eh? Why? Why did God make it this way? Why did God make it this way? It's because He wants you to always have a dependence on Him. He wants you to always have a dependence on Him. The purpose or the assignment that you need to achieve is only possible by the grace and the anointing of God in your life. God designed you to desire Him. God designed you to desire Him. He designed your purpose to require Him. He designed your purpose to require Him. Because if you can do it yourself, then you don't need God. Then it's no big deal at all. But God designed your purpose. 
will always be a bit beyond you. Why is it every time when we look at whatever is future, you're a bit scared, like, no, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I'm going to step into this new season in my life. I don't know what, what's going to happen, you know, when, when, my, uh, when, when we get married. I don't know what's going to happen when my children are getting married. I don't know what's going to happen when they start school, you know, things like that. Different things that you will go to, it's always a little bit bigger and beyond you. Ever wondered why? Because that's the only way that God will keep us in this way of life really having that relationship, really having that dependence on Him every day so that there's a steady stream of anointing that will flow through your life. There's a steady stream of aspiration that says, God, without you, I am nothing. I am nothing. It will always require more than you, or your, what you possess, your talents, your ability, your knowledge, your finances, your connections. No matter how many connections you have, for that new thing, right, it's always like, yeah, I, I don't have it all. I don't have it all. I still have to start again all over and be desperate for the presence of God, correct? Right? It's always like that. Every time you're just at the brink of starting something new, it's like, I thought I had it all. I thought, you know, with all these people I knew, right, they depend on that. It's always, he designed it that way so that you will always have a dependence on him. And so that he can intervene supernaturally in your life and achieve your purpose. And, with the, and we don't walk around with our heads so big and inflated and say, I did it my way. We will always remain humble in recognizing that if God didn't intervene in this situation, if God didn't intervene in this required season, I would be dead. I would never be where I am today if not for God's presence, if not for God's anointing. Why? Don't miss this. If you're falling asleep, wake up. Let me tell you why. Because when you start recognizing that you're dependent on the Lord, when you start getting the anointing from Him to achieve whatever you need to achieve, that's when you finally achieve the totality of the purpose in your life, which is to bring glory to Him. Is the purpose in our lives, which is to bring glory to Him. Whatever you do, whatever it is, whatever, whether it's your business, whether it's your school, whether it's whatever, it is to bring glory to Him. And when we have the dependence on the Lord, when people around see that, oh my God, it has to be a God in Him, man. There's no way this project would have gotten through without some supernatural power or some miracle that happened. That's when you reach and achieve the totality of your purpose, which is to bring glory to God. And when people can turn around and say, this has to be God. That's when you reach the totality of your purpose. It's not just to be successful. It's to bring glory to Him. To magnify Him in every situation. In that situation where it was so difficult to even know, to, to have like, oh wow, how are we going to raise the Daniel? And now everybody says, has to be God in their lives. It's to bring glory to the Lord. That is your purpose. Whatever it is, be it a doctor, be it an engineer, be it a banker, be it a mother, be it a grandmother, your purpose is to bring glory to God. And when He outshadows you, you have succeeded. When God outshadows you, How in the world did you get that sale? How in the world did you close that deal? How in the world did you get through that exam? How in the world did you get through that interview with such a nasty interviewer? Anointed by God. All glory and honor and praise unto God. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give him the praise. That's when you really understand what Jehovah Jireh is. The Lord is my provider. You understand what El Shaddai is. He's not just enough, He is more than enough. 
in your life. That's why he keeps that purpose in our lives always a little bit more than what we can achieve. So if you think you're overwhelmed right now, whatever you're facing, know that the anointing of God is able to help you through. The anointing of God is able to help you accomplish every purpose that he has intended for you in this required season. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thirdly, purpose pursuers understand the need for boldness. Understand, they understand the need for boldness. You cannot be controlled by a spirit of fear. I cannot expect to do anything great if I'm just bound by fear. Now, I want to point, I want to point this to something. We're not called, listen now, we're not called to be risk takers. We're called to be faith walkers. Because risk, whether calculated or not calculated, is about you doing it. But when and God is not pleased with us taking risks, but God is pleased with us, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith pleases God. Risk is about us doing it. Faith is about us at the brink of not knowing if you jump. Oh no. It's the same thing. It's like almost taking a risk, right? It's like almost, but never like that, die like that, you jump. You see what happens. But faith is this. You understand and you remember God's goodness. You remember God's faithfulness in your life. You remember the, the promises of God in your life. They are yes and they are amen. And when you jump off and you say, God, I know you will catch me. Because you know that this is what God is going to do for you. It's about God. When you walk by faith, it's about God. It's not just an empty reset. Oh, whatever happens, happens. It's about knowing in assurance things that you cannot, you cannot even see. Faith is one. The assurance of things not seen. That is faith. He asks us to be faith walkers. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. Paul reminds Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor in, in Ephesus. It was a very difficult time because he was intimidated and there were a lot of scholars, there were a lot of people that were intimidating him and his leadership and he was probably very, very, a little bit shaken, you know, in his faith. That's why Paul wrote this letter to him, to encourage him. And he says here, therefore I remind you, Paul reminds Timothy, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the name of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a of power and love and a sound mind. Amen. That is what God has given us. And he wants us to stir up, stir up the gifting, stir it up, stir up whatever God has placed in your heart, stir up whatever God has, has laid in your heart and in your spirit, stir up whatever he has deposited in you. So many times we forget that God has deposited something good in our lives. Stir it up. Stir up what God has placed in your heart and in your spirit. Stir up the vision. Stir up that whatever passion that God has placed in you. Whatever the purposes of God has when you enter that, that company, I'm sure the Lord has spoken to you in some ways. When you started that business, I'm sure the Lord had given you a vision for it. When you come together as husband and wife, the Lord will give you goals. This is what we want to see happening in our lives. Stir it up. The good gifts that God has placed in your heart and in your life. Do not let fear bind you and not let you move forward. Paul reminds Timothy when he prayed for him, there was such a great anointing and fire upon you. What happened? You let the journey weigh you down. You let the problems overwhelm you. You let the people beat you up. But God says, but Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, I'm here to remind you, stir it up. When I laid hands on you, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. 
God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Whatever that you are faced, yes, it is a bit bigger than you. It is beyond you. You're a bit overwhelmed. It is quite frightening. But you are not going to be withheld back because of that fear. Don't withhold back because of that fear. God has given you, the, God gives you gifts or deposits something in you. Listen, when God gives you a gift or deposits something in you, He's going to make a demand from you. When God gives you a gift, when God deposits something in your life, He's going to make a demand from you. Through the hard times, through the pushing, through all that you have to go through, He's pushing your purpose up from you. He wants you to get to the place of your purpose through all that you go through. It's never to kill you. It's to get you to where He wants you to be. But sometimes we're so paralyzed by the fear, we don't even walk the next step. We're so paralyzed because we're so scared of what's ahead. What if it doesn't work out? What if, you know, something happens? What if? We're so paralyzed by the fear that today, I want to declare to you, God has not given you a spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, I reject all that fear in your lives. I cast, it, I cast fear out. We sang that song just now. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Amen? Amen? Cast it out. Whatever that is ahead of you, the uncertainty that is ahead of you, don't let it cripple you. Because whatever hard times, whatever challenges that you are going through, it is to bring you to the purpose that you want to be in. But you have to keep Fourthly, purpose pursuers understand Understand the need for seasons of preparation. Purpose pursuers understand the need for seasons of preparation. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, Paul continues to encourage Timothy and tells Timothy this, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is what Paul tells Timothy. Be diligent. Be diligent and to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He was encouraging Timothy, don't be afraid. Be diligent. Be diligent in your studies. The word diligence here actually means endeavor, labor to study. Endeavor, labor to study. Paul was telling Timothy, prepare. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Preparation is time well spent. Come on, tell your neighbor that. Preparation is time well spent. Come on, tell them. Preparation is time well spent. It's time well spent. Prepare. God's not going to give you what you want. Hello? God's not going to give you what you want. God's going to give you what you prepared for. God's not going to give you what you want. What's going to give you what you prepare for? You cannot say, I want a beautiful marriage, but you don't prepare for it. I want to be a doctor, but then you don't study. I want to be, I want to be, you know, uh, I want to be able to, to teach the word of God, but you don't even read the word of God. All the parents will say amen to that because mid-year is coming up soon. So he's a very clever man, urologist, urology, 
partner here, we partner in office, doctor, doctor. Yeah. So I was talking to him and then uh, positive interviews. He said, Ah, this is Pastor Gwen, her sister is also a prof, you don't want to be me. Then I said, Oh my gosh, okay. Then she goes, Oh, yeah, 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 she was my student. Then I said, Yeah, yeah, I admire all of you, my sister, yeah, she's now uh, doing a PhD. And he looks at me, he goes, Yeah. He was so she's done here. Let him 
help, that team helped them build it into a full version. So that when you walk in it, it will be a full and healthy and well-developed, you step into that fullness and joy. This pursuer understand that they need to move forward. Understand that they need to move forward. Whatever that has happened in the past, get over it and get on with it. Whatever that has happened in the past, get over it and get on with it. What does that mean? Does that mean you will forget? Lies behind. Remember the Bible says, forgetting what lies behind, you know, now I press on the words. God, does God give me a spiritual amnesia? So I'm thinking, oh, oh, I cannot remember all the bad things I've done as a teenager. I cannot remember all the, 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 the stuff that has happened, the shame, the guilt, or whatever. I cannot remember something. He doesn't do that. You still remember when, okay? It's okay. You can tell yourself it's okay. Yeah, you don't need a free deliverance. Delivered already. In Jesus' name, God has set you free. Amen? Don't need. Don't need. Yeah. God has already set you free. But we remember. Whatever you remember of your past is not to condemn you. It's never to pull you back. Whatever that you remember from your past is to remind you of God's grace and mercy upon your life that you are where you are today only because He has seen you through this far. Only because he is faithful, it is supposed to propel you forward. It's not supposed to pull you back. Because all that you have been through in the past has already been covered by the blood. He died when he took it on the cross. You don't need to die over and over and over again. He's taken it all on the cross. That's why we're reminded of it in communion. Jesus has taken our sins, our shame, our blame, our guilt, our past, our, our nonsense, whatever it is, he has covered it with his blood. Don't let your past remind you and cripple your purpose. Your past should never cripple your purpose. Paul says in 1 Timothy, how he shared how terrible he was. He says this. You see, Paul, so he was the one who wrote forgetting what lies behind, but he remembered. He remembered what happened to him. He remembered what, how, how horrid he was. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into ministry, although. Remember, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, a violent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. So, whatever that has happened in the past is a reminder of the goodness of God that has brought you this far. Amen. It is not to condemn you. It is not to pull you back. I silence the voice of the enemy that still puts you under condemnation because the Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? There is no condemnation. I silence that voice. You remember the past because God is good. You remember the past and you're reminded of the faithfulness of God over your life. And that's what helps you carry on to fulfill the purposes of God in your life. Just as He has seen you there, He will see you there. He will see you here to get there. Stop pursuing your past. That's not what you are supposed to do. Stop pursuing your past. Pursue your purpose. 
Stop pursuing your past. Pursue your purpose. What's over is over. Stop being defeated over your past. Case closed, covered by the blood of the Lamb. You are a purpose pursuer. Amen? You are a purpose pursuer. Amen? Don't let your past speak louder than the blood. Don't ever let your past speak louder than the blood of the Lamb. That was shed for your forgiveness. That was shed for your sins. That was shed for the remission of all the bad things that you have done. In each of you, there is a purpose that God has placed in your life. There is a purpose that God has placed in each and every one of you. We're all at different journeys in our life. But wherever God has placed you in right now, is a purpose in this required season. Remember, today is the day. Today is the season. This is the season, the required season the Lord has made for you. What are you going to do? Are you going to rejoice and be glad in it? Are you going to prepare yourself? Are you going to be ready for this season? This is the day that the Lord is going to do great things in your life and in your spirit. You've got to be ready for it. The soul is seems to be so challenging in front of you, hinder you from taking that first step. Because it's designed that way. So at the end of the day, you can say, you and I can say, Thank you.